0: Welcome to the CPG Academy. I'm your host, Austin Grosier, and we're here to talk about all things CPG. Hey, what's going on, guys? Austin Grosher here with Big Dipper Dough, and you're listening to the CPG Academy. Today, we are going to talk about hiring. Now, That might be seem like a crazy topic for a time like this. for anybody that's in the future, um, it's March, I think March 25th, 2020, Um, calling in, doing this from uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, been a beautiful time of the year, feels like a Michigan summer, it's been like 80s, not too humid, just perfect weather, but it might seem like a crazy time because we are in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, well hopefully we're past the middle. Some might be before in the middle So if you're listening to this now Hope you're doing well Hope you're staying safe And if you're listening to this in the future Let's hope that we are On the other side of the worst But time will tell We will see So today we're talking about hiring As I said it might seem like a crazy topic As businesses are closing Businesses are being forced closed by the state um, People are being mandated To stay home And people are getting laid off in droves, so much so that websites, the states, are crashing for unemployment. Are crashing because too many people are trying to apply for unemployment at the same time. So it's a crazy time to be alive. Thankfully, uh, cookie dough sales have been relatively uh, unimpacted. Uh, If anything, they've actually gone up some. Uh, so this has presented a number of issues and concerns, you know, one of the most being, you know, our employee safety. Thankfully, they all stay home. Everybody works from home. And thankfully, to one of our employees has been in China since December. So he's been kind of keeping us up to date on the COVID crisis over in China. So most of us had already had at least some supplies stocked up. Everybody's hunkered down at home, just hustling the dough. So as I said, it might seem like a crazy time as people laying other people off, but here's the thing. Uh, Warren Buffett has a quote, something like, you know, be be, be brave when others are fearful and, you know, be be fearful when others are, are brave or something like that. You know, basically saying, you know, that, like take your moves um, when, you know, risks occur, take your moves when downturns occur and other people are running away, you know, kind of run in sort of thing. So, with everybody getting laid off and people looking for different jobs, and especially if you are a remote team as we are, it presents a very good opportunity to be able to pick up good talent, I will say two things. It presents a very good opportunity in a case like this to both reaffirm um, your employees' Uh, the confidence in you and in your company as you guys go through hard times this is a great opportunity to show your employees that and to be communicative through the whole thing if their jobs are at risk if their jobs are not at risk um, again be honest make adjustments if necessary ideally you can keep all your employees on with no issues Um, if you can't you have to make decisions for the business but an opportunity like this is a great time to strengthen that employer-employee relationship bond and to strengthen the bond that your employees know that they can trust you, that they have a stable job, when they know that they can trust their boss, when they like their boss, when they like the place that they work and their coworkers, and they know that they, their boss has their back, that's something you, you can't just make up. You have to almost wait for opportunities like this and that's exactly what it is an opportunity it's a terrible tragic thing people are getting sick and dying but as a business owner again you have to use opportunities like this to help for the strength the relationship you have with your employees but secondly or and secondly I should say again this is a great opportunity for you to look to hire some new people people are looking to stay home people are getting laid off there's just a lot of uncertainty under the market entered the job space, people are asking if the job that they've been working at is the best option for them. So we have had a couple of jobs posting posted online for a bit now, and I mean, I'm sure it comes to no surprise that as of the past couple days with all this craziness descending, uh, the applications have exploded on the both job postings. So I want to dive a bit more in-depth today and talk about how we post our jobs, how we screen the candidates, how we host the interviews, a number of interview questions we ask. And again, I try not to do much bullshit with you guys. The tactical steps of how to to hire and onboard employees. So starting off at the top, right? what we do, what we use is Indeed. So Indeed.com. It's a great website. I will say that they try to push you to buy their ads. They try to advertise how many more applicants you're going to have um, if you pay them for ads. You know, this is, Obviously, it's how they make their money, is, is you advertising on their platform. I will tell you that I have hired probably 15 people or more off, Indeed. And I have never once uh, ever paid an ad on Indeed. So will they push it like crazy? It really is not needed. It is not necessary. And do not think that you need to pay them. And I hope that they won't uh, I hope that they won't um, hate me for saying that. So you you um, you you go on indeed.com, you make your account, right? You think you need to register your business as well. So once you do that, you go on the account and you go to quit your job. Don't overthink this. I mean, as most things, again, be simple, right? Do not overthink whatever it is you're trying to do. If it's a marketing manager, if it's a sales rep, if it's whatever, just be pretty straightforward. I've never done anything too wild or too crazy with our postings on Indeed. Um, You know, marketing manager job, it's marketing manager right and the post goes something like you know hello you know we're a young fast-growing company we've been in business four and a half you know we're a young fast-growing cpg company we've been in business four and a half years we've grown our business from a small footprint to 3,000 grocery stores in about 40 states we are looking to hire a marketing a full-time or a part-time or a intern or whatever it is, uh, for whatever position. Um, you know, the require. you know, our ideal candidate will look something like this. And of course, I hope it goes without saying, um, you know, you can't use anything discriminatory, right? But you can say, you know, ideally has, you know, past experience at a CPG firm has experience with Excel has experience with Facebook ads, has, you know, this or that, and just, like, a bullet point. Can you don't need to list out, I, I don't try to get too, get too technical off the bat, because you don't want to exclude many people, again, off the bat. Um, but, yeah, list out three, four, five, you know, major bullet points. I um, mean, you know, I usually add in there, you know, um, you know, like, perks of the job, right, is you get to work from home, you know, we're a kind of fast-growing company. You know, you likely see your responsibilities increase over time. It's a great opportunity, you know, to learn, especially if you're, like, for us, we're being a smaller company. We hire a lot of entry-level or, you know, younger people. So it's a great opportunity to get in with real-world experience, you know, and start to really build that experience up off the bat, as opposed to just getting, you know, railroaded in some big company at the bottom and, you know, just... Pushing papers for many years, so you have to build your way up. Yeah, I always add in there too, you know, some humor, right? Something like, you know, applicant has access to unlimited cookie dough, or the hire will have access to unlimited cookie dough. I like the hire is one of the few in the world that can tell their friends that they have access to unlimited cookie dough. Again, it doesn't matter too much. It really doesn't. Obviously, you want to be clear with what the job is, if it's from home, if it's wherever. Mm. there's a couple, you know, things you have to fill in on Indeed. At the bottom of every app of of the uh, online postings, we always state very clearly, you know, please submit your resume and to complete the assessment that Indeed sends you. And that's basically it. Right, you post the job, and you wait a couple days, wait a week, whatever it is. And, I mean, usually... With 100 applicants or more than 100 applicants, again, indeed want you to pay. I don't pay, and you still usually get well over 100 applicants. With those following the next steps, you usually will weed out 90 to 95 percent. So 90 to 95 of the applicants out of the 100 will get disqualified before you ever even go to an interview. Again, in your application, you said very clearly, um, "Please submit your resume." And to complete the assessment, right? So we go back through and of all the applicants. It, oh, so as you go to finish your Indeed posting, it'll ask if you want if it, if you want Indeed to send the applicant an assessment, and you can pick. It'll often recommend to you maybe a marketing assessment or an Excel assessment or whatever it is. They have I don't know maybe twenty or thirty different like little tests, and so you you know Indeed will ask if you want to send the prospect one. Again, I wouldn't overthink it. Of course, make sure it's, it's, it's relevant to whatever job you're hiring for. Whether it be, you know, phone skills if it's a salesperson or Excel skills if it's a finance person, whatever it is, it really doesn't matter that much, though. It really doesn't. So then, once you go back and indeed after a week or so, on your dashboard it shows, you know, very blatantly, who did the application and who didn't. And also on the left hand side of the page, you can select uh who did uh who submitted a resume and who didn't. And so, you know, very simply, the first cut is simple. Right? You cut anybody that did not submit a resume as you specifically request that. And it'll tell you won't tell you their exact score, but it will tell you uh their like the range they fall in. If it's, you know, 0 to 1,000, they'll tell you if they fell in, like, the bottom 25, the middle, the top, you know, above 50, or the top, the top 25, whatever it is. So they don't tell you exactly, but they tell you kind of where they fall. If I'm being honest, I really could care less. Of course, if the applicant falls at a higher range, that's great, but it's by no means a disqualifying factor if they score lower. Again, more so overall, all we're testing right now more than anything else, is can can they read, and can they follow direction, right, that's it, so we disqualify anybody that did not complete the assessment, I don't even look up the resumes of people that did not complete the assessment, it's really as simple as that, so whether the person that completed the assessment got, you know, like the lowest quadrant or the highest, well again, certainly later that will take that into account, right now we don't even care. So we posted the job, we indeed sent them an assessment, we then reject anybody that did not submit a resume, we then rejected anybody that did not submit, or that did not do an assessment, regardless of score. Cool. Next, we then email each person, um, or we message each person over indeed, with three, you know, three simple questions. I always do three. It's usually something like, um, depends on the job of course uh we said marketing manager earlier so it could be something like you know number one um you know why do you think you're the best candidate for this job number two no marketing specific you know tell us about a marketing tell us about your your favorite marketing project you ever did or it could be tell us about your favorite time at work like whatever it doesn't it can be just be a softball question it doesn't matter too much and then third is tell us your availability on March 27th to 29th, or whatever dates we're looking to interview. We then gave it 24 hours. So 24 hours, you log back in. Anybody that's not replied within 24 hours, then get rejected. Right, it's as simple as that. Because if they cannot reply within 24 hours to an email and they're looking for a job, you know, one, they're obviously not that interested, and two, how can we count on them as an employee to be responsive to a job, they had a full day. And mind you, we don't do this on like you know, eight p.m. on a on a Saturday. We do it during the week, so it's a weekday. So first, we rejected people that did not submit a resume. Second, we rejected people that did not fill out the assessment. Third, we rejected people that, that did not reply to that that message within twenty four hours. And now is when we actually start to look at a bit more and grade, um, grade the next step. So then we look at the people that did reply. And again, we've already probably cut the, the applicant pool in half or in you know two thirds. We've already cut it out a significant amount. So those that reply within twenty-four hours we look at. And again, next we look to make sure they answered all three. We asked, you know, question one, question two, question three. And we look to make sure that they answered all three questions. If they didn't, Again, they can't follow simple instruction. They can't even give the bare bones effort. They're not going to get interviewed. Simple as that. They could cut. Next, we then look at just the responses. Again, we're, this is like I know this is probably sounds crazy because people probably want to review every single resume. We're just cutting out people that are not going to that are, that don't show any effort, that don't show any enthusiasm, that aren't responsive, that don't follow instructions. Like just like the most bare bones basic things for employees. As crazy as it sounds. And so next, we then look at the three answers, and make sure that they again they answered all the questions. Again, the, really, the answers are more so relevant than anything else, and that they just you know used. Uh, I mean, it doesn't need to be, you know, uh, college level English and grammar, but that they use you know I mean relatively proper English, relatively proper grammar. That you know that that that's acceptable. It's passable. That they're not you know mis blatantly misspelling words. That they're not, you know, not capitalizing the first sentence and not using a period at the end. Like, like the basic stuff is all we're looking for. Again, any issues there, again, the applicant gets rejected because you always want to see that they can at least, you know, type out an email. And, you know, show that they have a basic, you know, that they can send an email with, um, you know, basic, you know, punctuation and grammar and things like that. Again, the most bare bones basic stuff. So next, um, we then send them, you know, they gave us their availability, so we will then send them a calendar, well, obviously we'll email them, and confirm a time, and send them a calendar invite for 30 minutes, right, and so on that calendar invite, um, again, it's simple, right, it's just, like, for us, we use Gmail, G Suite for, like, everything, so on that calendar invite, it's basically just an invite for the time, you know, with, with myself, um, one of my employees, and the person And the same, you know, conference number Or the same Google Hangouts number Or the same Google Hangouts link Is, you know, the day we send it Whether it's a month in advance or a day in advance Are both, uh, um, are both the same link So nothing changes so we ask them, of course, to, um, you know, please be on the video call because we actually want to be able to see them and kind of see the environment that they're in and things like that. And so um, we call in on video, right? We have a, a interview sheet that we run with each interview. And so first, of course, we want to see if the person's on time. You know, if the person is, I mean, again, I'm not one, if our meetings night like 9 a.m., for example, I'm that one that says that to be at, like eight thirty or eight forty-five. Really, I mean, for video chat, as long as they're on before the clock turns nine, so as long as they're on by like eight fifty-nine and fifty-nine seconds. <clears throat> I'm, excuse me, I'm good with that. But if they're on at nine, nine o one, nine o two, it obviously shows that they're not punctual. Right, so make sure that they're on time. And I mean, oftentimes you'll see people that. Have issues with their microphone or with their camera, or they have to download like a different browser to use Google Hangouts. And again, something we sent them, mind you, not a couple hours in advance. We sent them typically days in advance. So again, it shows that, I mean, their level of enthusiasm for the opportunity that they didn't, you know, even kind of give it a try run. They didn't even make sure that everything was going to work prior to our call. So that's not an immediate disqualification by any means. But it certainly is, you know, some negative points off the bat. So we have an interview sheet, and you know, basically we just make one for each person. And as we interview, you know, we we attach the interview sheet that we record, on as, long as well as the resume, into a Google Drive folder. When those are all, you know, part of then a larger Google Drive folder, which might be, again, we've been talking marketing manager, might be marketing manager. Interviews, you know, 228. So on our interview sheet, pretty straightforward. You know, first is candidate name. So of course, fill in their name. Second is date and time interviewed. So you fill in 228 at, you know, 9 a.m. Uh, next is interview number. So we just have that on their case, you know, we had to, you know, do multiple rounds of interviews, but in this case, interview number one. You know, and then, so next we then just have a simple yes or no. It so, says, was the candidate on time? And in parentheses, this is minimum of one second. Again, 8.59 and 59 seconds is good with me. 9 a.m. is not. So yes or no. And then if not, how many minutes late? Again, just a spot to fill it in. So whether were they less than a minute? Were they a minute? Were they 10? Again, being late is not a disqualification, but it definitely has some negative points. And then next we ask, you know, were they prepared? You know, were they dressed nice? Did they have good video and audio on their computer? Uh, You know, like, were they, um, you know, were they in an appropriate place? Were they, like, in a home office or are they in, I don't know, closet? I mean, whatever you want want to think of. You know, did they have, you know, a good internet? Did they not? Um, Again, obviously everybody works remote. We do lots of video calls. So we need to make sure you, you know, are able to take calls in a quiet spot that you can dress up. That you can be on time that you have good audio and video that you have strong internet so you don't have to worry about you know not be able to make meetings basic basic stuff after that we then have links you know for the resume um, and for like a portfolio if they have any kind of uh, portfolio that they shared with us Um, we typically will uh, um, you know like type the name in Google but um, again, that's just you know make sure that nothing nothing too crazy pops up, and then from there, then on this interview sheet, we then have uh, um, questions. All right. So the first question we ask, um, well, so then the very first question we ask, let's leave it on the sheet, is I just say, you know, uh, hey Katie, you know, thanks so much for your time. Um, you know, my name's Austin. I know before I jump in and kind of give my spiel I'm like let me know Like what do you know about us And so this is again then judging You know what or any research They did on us previously You know it's it's great to hear when a person's like oh yeah Like you like you started the company Like blah 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 Like Jess is this Like blah 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 Like you know that they know And have clearly done research On your company If they say that they have no idea That they think you make ice cream or cake pops or whatever again it pretty clearly shows a level of enthusiasm as they haven't done any research on the company again not an automatic disqualification by any means but it definitely you know has some negative points so once you hear that you know depending upon how much or how little they know um, you then can kind of give you know your brief spiel. You know, started the company, or I was hired, and such. You know, hired a year ago. I was in your shoes six months ago. Whatever it is, you know, we're a quick growing company. We sell this. We're in so many stores. Blah blah blah. Again, just kind of the quick thirty second spiel on the company. So from there, um, we then jump in the interview questions, and usually, you know, I start this off by pretty much saying that or you'll find in sales you'll find in life it's often easier just to say all right honestly this can be a little awkward but whatever so let's let's go into it because it just kind of leaves attention the they know it you know it. if you put a voice to it if you put some you know sayings up into it helps me definitely make it more bearable so you just say all right you know thanks so much so like now you know dive in a bit more on, you know the proper interview um you know, dive in a bit more of the formal interview questions. I know it's a little awkward, something like that. So, you know, first you start off with, all right, so, you know, Katie, thanks so much. Tell me, tell me more about yourself, Um, both where you come from, where you're at today, and we're looking to go over the next couple of years. So they, you know, kind of run through, you know, I'm born here, did this, went to school there, worked here, blah, blah, blah. Today I'm living wherever, got kids, no kids, married, not married. Like They kind of just, like, you know, give you the brief the brief history of who they are. And, you know, like, I'm looking for a new job because I was, on this case, you know, could be just let go, or looking for a new job because just not happy with where I'm at, or was looking for a fun company, whatever it was. You know, again, it's this is more just kind of getting a better understanding of who they are. And then you ask them to tell you, and this what we have written on the sheet. It's our very first formal interview question. is all right, great. You know, so what three attributes or skills do you feel you can bring to the company? And they'll list out, you know, well, number one, I have a lot of experience with this. Number two, I feel that blah blah blah. And number three, whatever. In a second for us, we then ask, uh, tell me about a time when you had to overcome an obstacle. That stood in the way of accomplishing a goal, either professionally or personally. And again, same thing. You will, they will talk about uh, had a project that people weren't putting it in it on, and I just you know said screw it and got it done myself, or had a job at work I had to pull an on all for, or whatever. Again, it's this is more just kind of getting an understanding of who they are, a better understanding kind of their character. Um, you know, of what they have to share. Uh, Next, um, you'll then ask, well, at least we ask, you know, so say, what are five bucket list items you plan to accomplish over the next five years? Well, this gives a good idea of kind of what a person is looking for. Uh, Total side topic, something to write down and check out in the future, is this thing uh, called the Six Human Needs. I know it was taught to me by a gentleman named Ed Milet, uh, who's part of this R. T. group I'm a part of. Um, and I think he learned it, or he also he learned it from Tony Robbins, or was learned from the same source, Tony Robbins. But Tony Robbins has quite a bit about it online. Yeah, basically, there's six human needs. And so when we ask a person, and again, look it up, I won't go into too much right now. But when we ask a person, you know, what are five buckless items, either personal or professional, they plan to accomplish over the next five years. Um or whatever they answer, you know, whether it's you know get married and have kids, buy a house, you know, get uh make some a year, or it's do want to travel the world, I wanna you know, meet the president, I wanna do this, I wanna do that. It gives you a much better idea of who this person is. Again, if it's clearly if it's you know, get married, have kids, buy a house, white picket fence, whole nine yards. It's much more of a stability security type person they want you know that stable paycheck they want a job that they know they can count on if it's more of a travel the world want to conquer everything you know skydive scuba dive whatever you know they're definitely more adventurous that they probably have a higher tolerance for risk um, yeah you know so it's and obviously that kind of varies by job if you're looking and maybe this is stereotypical, so I hope this, I'm okay with saying this. If you're looking for a, for a sales guy, you know, I mean, I imagine probably the best are, are, are going to be the ones that are definitely more adventurous, that are more out there. I want to salsa dance on the top of Mount Everest, you know, whatever it is. You know, it's it's their goal, it's not yours. If you're looking for somebody that's again that's an accountant um, or something that's a bit more uh, you know, routine that has, you know, a very stringent process and system to it, probably be looking for somebody that's a bit more, uh, um, more stability, right? Yeah, so uh, I'm married, I already have a kid, but we want to have two more, we want to buy a bigger house, we want to, uh, downsize our house, you know, whatever. Again, by no means is that tried and true for those jobs entirely, but again, you kind of see different personality traits depending upon the job you're looking to hire for. So next, um, we then ask, do you consider yourself to be a perfectionist? Right, and I usually even add in that there's no wrong answer. Because there's not. I will say, let's take in the last example. Like with finance, like like with uh, accounting, There is one right way to do things, really. I mean, it's like hard numbers and facts. This is what happened. There's one way to do things. That's it. So you typically want a person that says yes or I'm near a perfectionist or something like that. And for the rest of the jobs outside of that, operations too, to a large extent. Again, you want somebody that's, you know, again, it's a very stringent and set system and process. You don't want to pick people that are, you know, all crazy. But, um, yeah, so if they say no, then great. Again, you just kind of want to hear their answer. You know, nobody's perfect, right? So if they say, I'm a perfectionist, you typically want to hear them kind of add or chime in about how it can be a burden sometimes. Um, again, by no means, uh, because if somebody's like, I'm, I'm just perfect all the time, it's a dangerous attitude to have. And next... Uh, if they say, no, I'm not Again, I mean, I don't consider myself to be a perfectionist I mean, I, I work to try to get close But I don't uh, I'd rather I mean, almost rather Like half-assed Not half-assed But finish things Or start things before I know I'm ready Just to make sure I get them done Right, so in regards to that um, Again, it just kind of depends on the job Depends who you're looking to hire for So the last question we always ask Is Tell me someone who doesn't like you and why this is a great one to hear too, because it gives a good understanding of you know who a person is of say why a person you know might not like them, maybe it's a dispute with a coworker, a friend, something like that, and we'll often hear too of somebody saying, "You know actually I can't think of anybody that doesn't like me. That's totally understandable as I mean I feel I would probably struggle to answer that question too. Um, and to that point, you know, we usually the ask like, all right, yeah, like totally fine, totally get that. And, like, if somebody wasn't to like you, why? And then that, that you get a good answer then too. Oh, you know, I can be overbearing sometimes. You know, if I know if I think I'm right about something, and you know, I'm right about something, I can definitely be a little too pushy, or whatever. Again, you get to hear good answers, and it gives you a better insight into somebody. I pretty much always, and for me at least, that's kind of the end of the interview questions. If it's a more specific job, like the marketing, for example, we might ask something like, you know, tell us, like, one, tell us about your most profitable or most successful marketing campaign, and two, tell us about your your favorite marketing campaign. And then they could be the same, and they could be different. Or if it's operations, it could be, you know, tell us what experience you have with demand planning. Or whatever, it again, it, you can get as job-specific as you want, but don't necessarily want to get too in-depth. Um, yeah, I mean, you just want to get hung up in the weeds, I guess I would say. So you get all the interviews done, and I think I kind of alluded to, not necessarily know if I said, but I typically like to interview with at least one other person. So once the interview is done, I mean, that person... Now, we then, like, you know, obviously after the call, we'll say, oh, yeah, they love their answers, or, oh, they kind of got hung up there, or this or that, or, oh, they seem like a good fit, or I don't know about that person, or whatever it is. Um, but after the call, um, after we're all done, we'll then go back through. And, again, best to do it separate from one another. And we'll, you know, look at the interview questions, look at the uh, look at people's resumes, and make a decision. And really grade it 2 folds. Again, we do this separate from one another, so we're trying our best to not be influenced from each other. But we rate them under two different specific criteria. Um, one, we rate them for culture fit. So how do they fit in our culture, kind of based off what we've seen, based off their answers. You know, and of course, we talked about company culture and core values previously. So hopefully you guys have been following through with that. But one, their culture fit... And then secondly, a separate list is, you know, their their competency towards the job, right? Now, ideally, your culture fit and the competency towards the job are the same person. That doesn't always happen. It often does, i found, but it definitely doesn't always happen. I would say that if you have a person that's like a number one culture fit and is a number two for competency um or perhaps even a number three they're always gonna 99% of the time they're gonna be the better hire if you're talking culture fit and number one is 100% fit and number two is a 98% fit and then you're talking competency and your number one for culture fit might be a a 20 or that might be they might be number two but they might be like a 60 in competency or number one competency is a 98 on the culture fit might be a 99 on the uh, competency again use your discretion but yeah typically culture fit is you know the more important of the two as a lot of these jobs can be trained especially that person's applied and made it this far they obviously understand the job or have done the job previously but um again um The culture fit is the more important of the two, but obviously you have to hire somebody that is competent in that job as well. And so kind of the final piece of this is that you then send that person an offer letter, right? And typically it's something like, hello, Jimmy, hello, Katie, whoever. Um, Thank you for your time. Uh, We'd like to extend you, again, full-time and part-time offer of X, this job would be starting on such and such date. You know, typically it's two weeks after the next Monday. So for if it's a Tuesday and the next Monday, two weeks after that. Like to offer you a job starting on X. Um, you know, you will be compensated either hourly or salary with you know what the compensation would be. Your direct, you know, you'd report to whoever. Sign it, send it, wait to hear back. And assuming we never send out the rejection letters, I would add to, until we do hear back from our first candidate to make sure that they do accept. The last thing you want to do is to tell somebody that they weren't your first pick um, and then ask if, later if they want to want a job. And yeah, this call has actually taken longer than I anticipated. I thought it was going to be a pretty short call. But I feel we got pretty granular. We got pretty tactical in regards to how to hire somebody. Probably next week, we will go over how to actually onboard a person and get them from an interviewee or an accepted applicant to a you know full-flung employee. But for now, for the sake of time and not having the episode run an extreme amount longer than the others, that is it. So thank you guys all so much for listening. Uh, please share this podcast with your friends, anybody else in the industry. Again, pretty much my sole intention is, is this to share the knowledge that's taken me four and a half years to learn so far that has cost me a shitload of money. So my hope is that I can get you guys to the point I'm at in half the time, twice the size I'm at in half the time and half the stress. So again, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day. We'll talk to you all later. Thank you all for listening to the CPG Academy. Our ask is simple. If this podcast brought you any value, please share it with a friend. Whether in business or in CPG, we hope to be able to bring them value too. We'd love to hear from you guys, to answer any questions you might have, or to discuss any topics you might want to talk about. If you think you'd be, if you think you'd be a good guest for the show, or you think you know somebody that would be, please shoot us an email or shoot me a text. My email is austin at com, and my phone number is 231 883 6035. Thank you all. Have a great night.